probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio, proudly sponsored by the BPA. So good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm Sarah O'Rourke. I'm chair of the Branson Parents Association, and I am going to be chatting this afternoon to Dr. Preetpal Bakra, uh, who many of you will know already, but he did a fantastic talk for the BPA a couple of weeks ago and lots of the parents who weren't able to attend uh, wanted to hear the talk. So we're going to do a podcast today and also keep this um, to put this on a live uh, link. So um, maybe for those who don't know you yet, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your role at Bryanston? Hi, Sarah. Um, thanks for inviting me for the podcast. Um, so my current title is as Acting Deputy Head for Pupil Development. And before that, I was Head of Pastoral and before that, a housemaster in Connaught House. So the current role really has an overview of the strategies we have in place for supporting pupil well-being or pupil development. The key people in that process are actually the tutors and the house parents. So a lot of my work is with them. But occasionally I'll work with individual parents or individual pupils as well. So the talk that we had for the BPA was all about mental health. And actually what I thought was so great about it was that there's a big emphasis on positive mental health rather than uh, sort of feeling negative about it. Is it possible to define mental health? Uh, I, th- I think one of the real issues in, in discussing mental health is, as you've pointed out, that focus on, on negative mental health or what we call mental ill health and... I think progression in mental health needs us to have a better understanding of what we mean by it. And mental health is really about how we feel and how we act or how we think. And as a result of that, there are issues with our emotional, psychological or social well-being. So mental health, I, I, I try to explain to the to the pupils and we do some work with this when the pupils are in D in our PSRE programme, is to consider mental health on a on a scale of, say, minus 10 to, to plus 10. Uh, often our target is you'll meet someone and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you OK? And OK probably means neither good nor bad. So OK would be a score of zero. And if we have negative mental health or mental ill health, then we'd give ourselves a minus score you're not feeling good today or there's a particular traumatic instance had a long-term impact on you you might score yourself between naught and minus 10. As a rule of thumb I would say um, a score of minus 7 or minus 10 is something which is which significantly impacts a, a child's day-to-day ability to cope with what they have to do and which might be social situations might be academia and minus seven to minus ten would would mean that you need some uh, some external help some specialist help but anything from naught to minus six are things that we can resolve and deal with ourselves but also we we should strive to have positive mental health that there are things that we can do that make ourselves feel good about each other and about ourselves so we should be striving for a score which is a a plus if i i go and have a game of cricket and I quite like that, and that, I might say that's a, that's a plus three. That's a great afternoon. I've thrown a few balls down in the net, so that's great. So mental health is really about understanding how we're thinking, feeling, and acting, and to understand that it's transitional, that it can shift, 
and our goal should be to either move into the positive or if we're having a difficult time we can try and make that a little bit better a minus four to a minus three is progression on that day so that's how i define mental health and that's great to know isn't it because i think sometimes we can get caught up in the minus uh, area yeah. but actually pretty much every child's going to go through that at some point every child and and every parent as well and in fact um a neighbor once said well i'm I'm only as I'm only as happy as my saddest child, and um, there's that link and correlation between how parents feel as well. And when our children are are struggling with things as teenagers, particularly, it's you're quite attuned as a parent to want to find a solution. So we tend to focus on the sort of negative aspects, the when a child isn't feeling great. Um, rather than celebrate the times when a child is feeling good because that's that's the target. So I've achieved my target, child's feeling great, okay, job done. It isn't, there's a cause for celebration there as well. Yeah. We were talking earlier today about um, it's all right to do things wrong because you learn from that and it's developing and putting in place strategies to get, to get you through that. Um, but what are the key areas of mental health and what does it look like for a child? We we have a greater awareness of mental health issues and some wonderful uh, national charities, um, Young Minds Mind, uh, as well as local um, charities that have done educational work. Mental Health First Aid England uh, is uh, uh, well uh, is is the resource hub I tend to use, uh, and in fact I've. I've undertaken the mental health first aid instructor training in order to be able to deliver uh, more awareness of mental health issues. So we have a greater awareness now of, of what sort of things are impacting on children. We would we would always know that children have low mood, that they suffer from anxiety and stress, but I think there's a greater willingness now to talk about, in terms of negative, well, mental ill health, about self-harm, about eating disorders, about suicidal ideation, uh, and even as to be brave enough to consider psychosis and the issues associated with that. But also, we have a greater focus on well-being now, and what is it that you can do to improve your well-being. So for, for for students currently, I would say the big issues for the for, for the for the children are understanding how to how to be mentally well, positive mental health, identifying and undertaking those activities that, that, that give them strength and success, and also how to deal with the areas of mental ill health and which identify the ones that are transitory or how to move them into mental well-being. Uh, in your talk the other day, you referenced that uh, the clues to poor mental health in children can sometimes relate to multiple causes and maybe things that happened years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those? Uh, that's, quite, that's, that's quite a broad question there. And uh, I, I think having an understanding of the areas you can look at um, is helpful in trying to understand or come to terms with how your child is at the moment. When I say your child and come to terms, 
again, there's a negative connotation there. I mean, how the world looks for for them at the moment. There's a lot of work that's been undertaken on sort of neural development and uh, even as going back as to points of conception, um, access to to neural chemicals when the when the baby's in the womb. Uh, it's a wonderful book called "You Are Your Brain" by uh, Dick Swab, which I, I'd recommend reading because uh, it's a it's sort of a whole life um, overview of of birth to death and how our brains develop with that. So there are aspects of uh, of neural development of genetics that that sometimes we don't care to consider because we're so outcome focused. There's also aspects of of development, and there are key developmental milestones. I think anybody who's had a child, and you, if you remember going back to to uh, to doctors or a nurse will come out and say, "Well, what percentile are they in? Are they the right weight? Are they the right height? What's how are they growing?" There's also neural aspects of that, or learning aspects. Have they hit certain milestones by eighteen months? Have they hit certain milestones by? Four months. So we also have neural um, and cognitive milestones to hit, and sometimes traumatic experiences in the early years, or lack of um, support, affection, um, neglect. They can all impact on developmental milestones. So trauma has a has a big issue. Um, if we delve into the world of therapy and we look at the impact of our parents, then it'd be interesting for some people to look at the realm of transactional analysis, how we learnt our behaviours, what position did our parents take in adapting the parent ego state and what, what, how does a child develop with the child ego state and they're often characteristics that we take into our older lives of how many of us as parents have sort of dealt with, with their children from a childlike perspective when you say I can't believe you're doing this to me and I can't believe you don't appreciate what I do it's it's almost like being a child um, so transactional analysis and, in, and relationships uh, are an important aspect on mental health um, modern day um, relationships are are a challenge for, for pupils there's a big debate now about the use of technology uh, um, but also how technology platforms, social media platforms impact upon our own perception of ourselves, um, but also how we have relationships with each other. I think from a school perspective, you're always worried about about uh, about bullying. You're always worried about comparisons. So it's quite a complex field for any human being now, but especially for teenagers trying to work out how you're dealing with what you're born with, how you're dealing with the circumstances that you're facing, and how that's leading you to think about yourself and how you position yourself. Interesting topic. Um, you discussed mental health uh, in two ways, proactive and reactive. Can you just give us some examples of each of those? Well, for the, for the reactive, um, we're, let's go back to scale, this minus 10 to plus 10. Uh, reactive there are issues with a minus seven to minus 10, and you need professional help. Here as, as a school, we'd be able to identify to ourselves and to parents, things aren't going well for, the, for, the, for this child, so who do, they need, who do they need to see? 
what specialist mental health services didn't need to see. That that would be a reaction to it. When we've fallen into mental ill health or negative mental health, then we need to have a reaction to say, well, what can we do to deal with this? So that's the reactive elements. There's the sort of strategies and support networks. The proactive element is actually to do things that promote positive well-being. We often overlook that. We think about, why am I feeling sad today? There are things that we do that actually make us happy. There are ways in which we can think and train ourselves to think that can make us happy, adjust our perspective on things. And again, to delve into therapy, you'd probably look at cognitive behavioural therapy here and cognitive distortions. Uh, All of us undertake that. Uh, And I bet every child, every parent's dealt with a child that says, oh my goodness, everybody's doing this. Every other child's got this. Everybody else is allowed to do this. Well, it's actually a form of cognitive distortion because our logical response is, well, I'm sure not everybody has the latest iPhone or whatever it is, but it feels like that to them. So um, the the proactive element is to is to identify those things that 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 make us happy, and just to go for it. So I, I, I love the fact that I'll see a, a, a pupil here just heading off to the to, to the boathouse at. Uh, you know, in the early hours of the morning because it makes them happy to be doing some rowing or I come to the music department and there's a kid practising because you think you've found the bit that makes you happy. And I suppose as society, we need not just to say it, say we're five ways to well-being, which is one of the government strategies, but actually to say what does that look like for you as an individual? And that would be the proactive element. Why is it important to empower our children as individuals? Uh, in the talk, you talked about the the prosecutor, the rescuer, and the victim. Okay, um, so that that particular aspect of the talk uh, referenced the drama triangle. Um, it's a concept was devised by by Stephen Cartman, um, and that's a, back to the realm of transaction analysis. And that the, the concept of the drama triangle in illustrates how we all play roles within lives within our lives and uh, the victim is the person that would say uh, you know oh poor me all this is, is this is happening to me and my life is it's awful because of this or because of this person that person by definition becomes the villain uh, the villain is creating all this difficulty for the victim and then we have the rescuer uh, the hero who will swoop in and will say, uh, well, leave it to me, I shall sort this out. It's it's awful that you're dealing with this and you shouldn't have to deal with this and I'll resolve it for you. In that role, a child who sees themselves as a victim, that can be compounded by the, by the, by the hero, the rescuer, resolving all their problems for them. And I think we can have sympathy for our children as parents. Uh, we can be hurt by difficult experiences that they have. There's a, a wonderful poem by Vernon, Vernon Scannell called Nettles. And apparently he's four-year-old falls in nettles and he goes out and chops them down because he's so angry with them. But he knows that the nettles will grow, will grow again. So it's more about empowering our children to understand what is, what's acceptable what isn't acceptable to them, 
how they can communicate how they feel, how they can take possession of the things that make them feel good and pursue those things that are, that are, that are, that are positive. Sometimes the villains in our lives don't actually intend to make us unhappy. Or if they are making us happy, we need to have a way of standing up to them and to communicate effectively in a very powerful way that, well, you may have that view, but I don't appreciate being spoken to like this, or um, I, don't, I don't agree with your view of things. So it's important to empower our children because they're the ones who are going to take these strategies forward in their lives. They'll have to make personal decisions about positive mental health choose what they're going to do in their own lives and we can't disable them and i know it as a father of two boys you if something happens to your children oh you you just want to sort it out for them it makes you mad i think um mental uh, health is it's such a huge topic and it's so prominent in our world uh I think it's quite reassuring, though, isn't it, to know that all this thing, all these things are going on in the background without actually necessarily being spoken about the whole time. Because I think maybe sometimes you can speak people into thinking that they've got a, a yeah. mental health problem. But as parents, um, what can we do to encourage our children to have positive mental health? I hope the first one isn't too contentious. But I think the first thing that we have to do is we have to take a look at ourselves. And we have to take a look at ourselves as parents and say, why do I think the way I think? What, 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 what have, what's happened to me? What have my experiences been? Or how have I now processed my experiences? Uh, maybe, maybe I was in the first team for rugby. Brilliant. So my son should be in the first team for rugby. But he's not quite constructed the same way that I am. Um, so... We need to look at ourselves. Why do we think the way we do? Secondly, sticking with parents, once we work out how we think, then we ask what are our hopes and aspirations for our children? And if you were to lay down all of these things that you, that you could have for your, for, um, for your child and you, you ask parents to say, well, you've got a chance for your child to go to... To, to Oxbridge if they work really hard brilliant they'll have, they'll have a successful career they'll have a job um, that's fantastic um, they'll ha be happily married um, or in a happy relationship a relationship might be brilliant but if you were to put out all those cards and then say and here is another card here and that card is that person cannot cope with a day they can't get through the day. They can't cope with life. Which one of these positive cards that you want would you trade for, for, that, for that card which says this person can't cope with the day? In very the parents I've spoken to will say, well, of course, you'd, you'd never want that card in your deck. And that changes your, your philosophy, your approach, uh, and your interaction with you with your child because you then begin to value a day that is happy you then begin to value a day where they bound in or they talk positively or you don't see the positivity but a teacher will tell you or somebody will tell you or you see out of your corner of your eye they're interacting with friends you have to learn to value um, a good day value a happy day 
So, as, so the, I'd say the first thing we do as parents is actually to examine ourselves. Once we've got that, then we have to look at our relationships and, our, and we have to have this ability to, to shift. And crikey, being a parent is difficult because there isn't a guidebook for it. You, you, you send your kids to, to schools, maybe, you know, um, impressive schools like Bryanston. And we've all sat around the dinner party circuit and we're all talking. And all that builds up a sense of language, a sense of expectation. If we remove the expectations of outcomes and just focus on the processes, that isn't to say we don't want our children to succeed. We do. But if we're focusing on what's 10 miles ahead rather than focusing on the next 100 yards or the next step, that can for some children, make things feel like a long way away. The disappointment, a disappointing their parents is a big thing for kids. And sometimes it might seem to that they don't care, but that's often one reaction to, to not meeting parental expectations. So if our parental expectations are shifted to, to outcomes in the near future, or just making the best of a day, or things that are effortful, or things that that um, that make the child happy, positive mental well-being. Then I think the longer-term outcomes could could come. So we have to look at our focus, and then finally, I think we have to think about our um, our language and interactions. If I haven't seen my son for a bit, they're going to get in the car. I'm going to say, "How's your day?" And I'm I'm wanting a positive response. Um, or tell me a good thing that's happened. Tell me this that's happened. Um, that isn't always the right way. Sometimes it's a good way, but sometimes we have to think about sharing a bit of ourselves. Um, I used to get in the car. Boys would get in the car, and I'd I'd, I'd put on a song, and we and we we'd say yay or nay, and um, we sort of discovered music together. They discovered my music, my eclectic taste in music. So there are different ways of having a conversation. You don't have every conversation focused on what have you done? Was it good? Have you achieved? Is it successful? Sometimes it's just conversations about being, about developing ourselves. So I would encourage parents to to share a bit of themselves, not oversharing, but share your upbringing, share your family histories. Share what you like. Yeah, good advice. Uh, and just to end on a positive note, uh, not that that wasn't positive, but um, just in terms of if our children do have uh, some sort of trips and uh, along the way, you talked about the recovery tree and why there is always hope. Mm. The The concept of recovery tree is a sense of blossoming. So when leaves are growing on the branches, and in order for the leaves to grow on the branches, you actually have to take it right back and focus on the roots. Uh, so this is my own personal interpretation of the recovery tree, and you'll find um, a range of uh, a variety of, of of specifics to do to do with the recovery tree, in either from Mental Health First Aid England um, or in a number of therapy books. But essentially, the concept is this: that if we build strong roots. And if we know what some of those strengths and those roots are, so actually how can we make our children resilient? Or how can we encourage them to reflect uh, and say, oh, that didn't go well, but 
I could do this better. Or this was good. I'm going to allow myself to be pleased with where I am at the moment. If they can feel that there is a sense of community, there's a support network around them, um, these are all the roots, the things that you need to grow. Because from that, the trunk of the recovery tree is hope, hopefulness. I think if I had one aspiration for any child, it's that they had hope, hopefulness, that they could, that they have this, I think that leads into optimism, but they have this sense that, that they can do something that things can be better, and that they can progress. And from that sense of the trunk, the hopefulness, is where you have the branches. Once you have hope, you can then build your self-belief. You start to feel as though you can care for others, and you can be given responsibility. And from that, we then start to flourish. So if we are concerned about our children and if we think they're having a tough time right now let's nurture those roots and as soon as they start to have some sense of hope we can be confident that there will be branches and leaves that follow that's great what a lovely uh, image um i think it's probably worth just finishing off by mentioning uh, teen tips, which is something that uh, our parents all have access to. But also, um, you've done this uh, mental health aid uh, programme, and I think you're um, ready and happy to train up parents if, if there are parents out there that are interested in it. So with uh, Mental Health First Aid England have a, a, a range of, uh, of courses. There's a, a Mental Health First Aid course, which effectively is a two-day course. It's quite intense. Uh, and there are some difficult topics that are considered. Um, a lot of it is considered through the eyes of the, of the child. So we'll look at um, images, paintings, letters that are written by children and look at what's trying to be, be conveyed there. And I think in the talk to the BPA, we showed a couple of things and asked parents, what do you think is really going on for the child? There's a, a one-day course and a half-day course, um, which is Mental Health Aware. Uh, we're hoping to offer all of those to two parents um, if they wish to wish to sign up. Uh, there'll be a, a nominal fee, which is just for the resources. We don't intend to sort of make money out of this. It's, um, we're hoping to offer that. Uh, I think the resources that are available on Teen Tips are fabulous. Uh, there's a parenting course where Alicia Drummond, who's a, a, a uh, a trained therapist has broken down key aspects of parenting into um, uh, either podcasts that you can listen to or videos to watch and uh, she's incredibly accessible. There's a whole range of resources there that allow parents to focus on specifics. If, you've got a, if you're worried about anxiety or stress, if you're worried about self-harm, there's sections on that as well. If you're worried about alcohol, as a Q&A um, sessions uh, that happen regularly uh, and there are webinars which you can join and all that's available to parents free for our parents and it's available on the parent portal um, but if there's any um, issues accessing those then please just just email um, the school and we'll have it sorted pretty sharpish thank you very much indeed and I think it's worth saying also that you're very accessible as well if any parents have got any specific questions that they want to raise absolutely I do I quite enjoy those conversations with, with parents because you um, as often things that I pick up 
from parents and understanding what their concerns are, we find that helpful as a school too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA.